Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yes, yes, yes. It is the Castworthy Podcast. Back at you this fine evening. It is Wednesday, October 23rd. I am Last of a Dying Breed, aka, I'm sorry, Big Steve, aka Last of a Dying Breed on the Twitter machine. Joined by EJ the Savage and the VP of Research. Good gentlemen, how does it go this fine evening how goes it what it do new look new me wagwan new look who this <laughs> so you got your mm. cowboys hat on i also see no one uh someone rather is not here to take that cowboy smoke right about now you guessed it no call no show <laughs> Did something happen this weekend? Is the reason why he didn't show up? Uh, yeah, something did happen this weekend. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to to watch some football this weekend, but um, Sunday night, uh, there was a massacre that took place. Ah. <laughs> there was one on Monday too, and Monday. Oh yeah, Monday was bad. Um, Sunday, Sunday was, uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty nasty, man. (laughs) Um, which is, uh, telling why Senor E is not here. He, uh, pronounced himself, uh, questionable at 901 (laughs) (laughs) and then out at 905. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, IR for the rest of the week. Yeah, he's on. He's on IR. I think he's. Um, just give him a call, man. Give him a wellness check call. Make sure everything's okay. He's not doing so good. Um, yeah. So we got a new look, man. It's been. Uh, we're working on uh, some new stuff here. It is the Castworthy Podcast um, for the new and the existing uh, listeners and followers. Um, just trying to build up content and uh, get us move, get you guys as much content as possible. Um, availability, we can be found on YouTube um, just by searching Castworthy. Um, like there, share there. Uh, we appreciate that comment. Any of that is uh, useful. Um, we can be found uh, for listening purposes anywhere where podcasts are. Uh, Spreaker, www.spreaker.com. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. And um, 
Facebook, search Castworthy or Castworthy Podcast. Um, Instagram, Castworthy. Twitter, Castworthy. You can search for them, and uh, we're there, man. Um, YouTube. We started with YouTube, but yeah, more YouTube than than anything. <laughs> um, yeah, YouTube. You get to see uh, dashingly handsome young man right here in the green. Um, <laughs> man, so it's uh, it's Wednesday. Did I say Monday? I think I said Monday earlier. It's Wednesday. I don't think you said today. I didn't hear you, but fine. You guys, uh, it's hump day. What you guys got going on, man? Um, how was how's the week been so far? Any plans for the weekend? I'm gonna see Maleficent with the <laughs> Angelina oh. Jolie. Anytime I get to see Angelina Angelina Jolie, you can kiss my ass. I'm going. But uh going to take the kids and see that and supposedly going to a wedding uh as well on Saturday. Uh, hopefully there'll be an open bar reception so I can get real messed up and then do it again on Sunday. <clears throat> You're taking the uh, the new lady in your life with you to said wedding? You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can. I can. Uh, I think that was kind of the plan, but I don't know, you know. Um, no, no, there's been, you know, some, some illnesses and stuff like that over on that side. So I don't know, uh, you know, that'll go down, but I'm going for sure. She know the people that are getting married. Nah, nah, she would be my plus uno. Mm. So you got a dilemma on your hand. You either take the young lady with, uh, and you act civilized. Mm. <laughs> or you go stag and you act savage. <laughs> yeah, looking like the latter right about now. So far. <laughs> so I ain't mad at that either. Savagery. Um VP, what's good? Uh nothing much, man. Um <clears throat> the wife's the wife's been sick. Everybody who knows uh who listens to the podcast, or if you're new to the cast, um I'm I'm an I'm a handicapped individual, so my wife has to give me a lot of assistance. And you know, she was she was sick over the last week, so I kind of haven't been doing shit just because I didn't want to put any extra stress <laughs> on her. So you know, oh, aren't you romantic? Yeah, man. <laughs> but you got her buffing your damn nails <laughs> tonight in <laughs> reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah! For those who don't know, he's a uh, handicapped and um, likes to use that to his benefit. <laughs> hey, you know, you gotta take advantage of that close parking spot. He's, handy- <laughs> he's definitely handicapable. He's one of those. <laughs> try, try to play the card, the blue. This hope he cuts the line at Disney. Uh <laughs> El Stevo, what do you got going on this weekend, buddy? Um, I think I'm gonna do uh fall festival joint out here. Um there's a spot out in uh in the sticks. It's Claremont, Florida. And um it's a nice little blueberry farm, but in the fall time they do a uh 
low fall festival like those movies and shit where uh you know they got um food trucks and you know stuff for the kids hayride um pumpkin patch they got like a kid zone where they can jump in bouncy houses and shit like that you know they got live music motherfuckers playing fucking banjos and shit like that <laughs> so it's like you know like one of those uh teen movie type shits and um you know, it's just a real nice, real nice look out there. So I think that's what the, the plan is for uh, for this weekend. Um, Cowboys are on a bye, so no big loss there. I'll see that. I'll probably do that on Sunday. And, um, you know, then just relax the rest of the week. True indeed. True indeed. Are you taking the boy with you or are you going oh. solo? No, most definitely. I, you know, I'm gonna take the kid with me, man. He, he's uh, actually Friday. He's got his first uh, Halloween costume uh, party thing, so that'll be cool. He's going as Woody. Woody. Yeah, from Toy Story. Whose idea was that? Uh, we went to buy costumes, and it was Woody, or it was some whack shit. So, oh, uh, the Woody joint came out. I, I was, uh, I was actually looking for something different, but you know, I was gonna do him as Joker, get him the green hair and stuff. But I don't think he would have sat through getting getting the makeup done. You know, nah, yeah. So he's got, you know, he's got the straight hair. So you know, oh man. But nah, decided not to do that. You know, he'll be Woody. I just ordered me, um, you know, the pink bear from the uh, from the movie. They're the pink bear uh, in Toy Story. Okay. And, uh, ordered me a little shirt that says I'm huggable. So I'll be wearing that. Um, out that way, you know, there's uh, lots of um, what one might call snow bunnies. Oh, man. Horrible. Yeah. Why are you lip syncing, VP? Nah. I'm gonna cut his mic and his video off. I got time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what else, man? What uh, what what do we got on the docket? Um, this eve. I know we we talked about a few things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Firstly, uh, Gina, Gina Rodriguez, um, actor, actress, um, Mm -hmm. Hispanic actress. Um, she's been in a couple of joints. Um, she's been in a couple of joints. Her most recent, she was in uh, one of those shows, I forget one of those shows was like where she got pregnant, Jane, Jane, the something. Jane the Virgin, oh. Jane the Virgin, yeah, and then she was just in the movie Miss Bala. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that. I watched no. it a couple times. It wasn't good at all, but um, I watched it. <clears throat> I like her as an actress. Um, but she recently came under fire because she was singing a Fuji song. Um, and she was singing a part on an IG, you know, singing to the to the lyrics and you know um when it came to singing the n-word specifically um mm-hmm. she proceeded to sing it 
and Twitter and you know the conscious bloke, conscious bloke, conscious black uh, American hoteps and everyone got pretty pissed <laughs> off about it and called her all these things and she came out and had to apologize about it and um i thought it was i thought it was something to discuss um especially being that some time ago kendrick lamar had uh a young caucasian young girl from reciting or saying the n-word in his lyrics and i know me and steve had some thoughts about that some time ago but um i wanted to get everybody's thoughts on this um because it was you know trending and I think it raises a larger conversation about the N-word and, you know, saying the N-word and, and culturally um, acceptance of the N-word and where it comes from and all of those things. So I wanted to get you guys' uh, opinion on that. I think the VP of research might have done his job a little bit at this point and did some research. <laughs> so I think you should be able to say something about it. But I wanted to get your get you guys' uh, opinions on it. Is there a video of her out there um, saying it? There is. There is. It may have been put down by now, but there was. For sure. BP, what you got on it, man? I'll let you go first while I try to find this video. Well, I feel... <clears throat> so I feel I feel two ways about this. One, although, you know, I'll put it out there before I start and say... I'm somebody who uses the N word. I, I say nigger all the time, right? <laughs> but I'm black, so you know they gotta just fucking deal with it. You know, it's one, it's one of those things that that we can say, like like uh, like uh, Ice Cube told Bill Maher when that whole thing happened a couple years back. You know, that's our word now, right? Mm-hmm. So let me let me get that out there first. Um, when I first heard about the situation. I kind of wish none of us would use it, right? And, I, and that's that's easy to say, given what I just said about myself. However, I do wish that we wouldn't um, that we wouldn't use the word. With that being said, though, I've never I ha- I don't really have a a big problem with Hispanics using it, and um, this woman is a, a Hispanic. They're almost, you know, black. You know, some people would argue they are black. Um, um, so I, I don't see a a big deal with her using it. Now, if you know where we are as a uh, society and a culture and a country, if things have changed to where this could hurt her in a business sense, from since she's an actress whether or not it can stop her from getting gigs or, or, you know, producing, directing, whatever, et cetera, then I think that, you know, she probably should have come out and apologized like she did. So that way she's not hurting her financial opportunities. But personally, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with this particular person saying it, given the ethnicity. If this was, you know, Gina Sampson, right? And she said this shit, I'll be like, yo, you know, it's a flag on the play. You know, you you all the way fucking wrong. And, you know, I'll be raising hell. Gina Rodriguez said it. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I for me, um, I, I'm, I've been trying for some time trying to make a conscious effort 
not to say the word at all. Um, I fail miserably sometimes. Um, but you know, I, I've, I had a problem with it when Jay-Z came out and said, you know, we're taking this word back. Um, I remember that Bill Maher, um, episode where, you know, he got bucked with, <laughs> with Q got bucked with Bill Maher. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. fucking funny, but you know, and claim the word back. And I have to say that because there are still people today that are alive that, you know, our mothers and a little older than our mothers and fathers, um, like a, a gentleman that's a father figure to me who was in school in the 60s and, you know, participating in sit-ins. And the pain that I see in his face when he hears that word and he hears our generation use that word so frivolously um, when it was, you know, used to cause him so much pain kind of made me for some time now um, readjust that. I never really used it anyway prior to that, but um, it just, because it was always something I was conscious about, and I never like to say it around <laughs> ethnicities, but I just, I, I don't like that aspect of it. I think we kind of, we kind of, while we're trying to say we're claiming it back, we're kind of disregarding our, our elders and their feelings. Um, but then, you know, going forward, um, let's say I do adopt it to the sense that, you know, we claim it, whatever, we, we take it back, whatever. Um, I think we do a disservice in making it a double standard that we just walk around all day, anywhere, everywhere, and we say it. And then we just like, well, white people can't say it. And it's just, it's just stupid because we put ourselves in that position to where you have these situations where somebody recites it in lyrics and then we get mad. Um, you know, no one, no one quotes Shakespeare poems and, and leaves out, you know, major lines, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, no one says, Romeo, where art thou? You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> you know, it skips. So it's like, can we really be mad at her for quoting lyrics and one of the, her favorite songs? She's 35 years old. You know, she grew up on the Fuji's. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if they didn't want motherfuckers to say it, then they shouldn't have put it in the music. And it's art, you know. Um, but then then going forward, to your point, VP, I grew up around a lot of Hispanic and Latino people. Um, I share some of that culture, you know, even in my family. Um, and, you know, if you know where, where you know, your history, you can argue that, you know, Latinos, depending on where they're from and, you know, if, if they're Afro, Latino, whatever, they are, they are black. Um, and so I, I don't, I did not feel offended by her, especially for reciting lyrics she grew up on. You know, she was reciting Lauryn Hill's part. You know what I mean? Like, who's really going to, you know, not really go through with it? Um, and, I, and I think, you know, black Twitter and all of them, you know, you just need to stop. You know, shit that we raising hell about and this is not one of them. You know what I'm saying? If she's 35 and she listens listens to the Fugees and she knows that shit by heart, she's good in my book. So, yeah, but um, I think the larger conversation is, you know, do do we continue to use this word? You know, is it good? Because you know, we, we are living in a society where we're trying to get more progressive and everything. Right. And then it's just like, you know, we're, we're going to continually say something just all frivolously around and, and anywhere and in public. Cause I'm in a city where I hear it being said so much 
in public, even around elders and white people. And it's just like, you know, what purpose do we really have for it? Um, and like I said, again, historically, there are still people alive today that we can talk to and see how much that word truly hurt them. And even today, if you get called a nigger or a nigga or whatever by someone with racist intent, it's going to hurt. And I think it's just asinine that we know that, but we still choose to keep the word alive. And I guess until the day that we really truly are desensitized to it, no matter who says it, I think we should get rid of it. And and I I think that those are um, some great points that you raise, EJ. And I never really thought about it from that context of, like you said, the older gentleman who lived through those times, you know, and like me, for example, my grandma, you know, she definitely lived through those times. She grew up in Mississippi before uh, moving to Florida. So, you know, we've we've heard horror stories, you know, when we were kids and stuff, you know. Um, uh, so that that definitely kind of made me think different about it. And, and it's it's funny how like I'll talk to people when it's election time about voting and I'm like, yo, it's people who fucking died. So you have the right to vote. And you motherfuckers will stand in line for three hours to get some Jordans, but won't stand in line 10 minutes to vote. You know, and that kind of shit pisses me off. But I don't really make that connection with the word um, with that word. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you that you uh, that you mentioned that. Another thing with this situation, it kind of reminded me of the Me Too movement in the sense of people taking certain things too far. And I know we all remember the, uh, the uh, Aziz, I can't remember how, Aziz Anzari. Anzari situation. Yeah. 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 So you had the Aziz Anzari situation where it kind of seems like this was a, a bad date and the, the lady involved tried to classify it like as a me too, you know, I was sexually assaulted, you know, type of situation. And that's how I feel with this Gina Rodriguez situation. I feel like people on black Twitter and some people who are the professionally offended are out there, you know, just looking for something to be offended for everybody to get an apology over something that to me at, at best is bullshit. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. Go ahead, Steve. So she's Puerto Rican. Um, I'm not going to say that makes it any better. I So I saw, I just watched the video and I think when you look at the video, um, actually I'll have to put it, I'll put it in the chat so you guys can see it. I don't think it's so much that she just was like, you know, front of niggas give me heebie-jeebies, blah, 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 right? It was like, she, she said it and then she like kind of laughed, like giggled at the end type shit. She was like, you know, Believe me, friend niggas give me heebie-jeebies. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she kind of knew she shouldn't have been fucking saying it, the word, saying it. You know what I'm saying? That's where I think they gave her a hard time. The way I look at it, um, and, and I get it, you know, elders and people that get offended and shit like that. Um, to me, I grew up in an area. I didn't grow up in the South. I grew up in the North, Northeast, just like EJ and... Um, you know, where we're from, you're, it's not broken at, down like here where, you know, down here in Florida, when I first moved here, I was culture shocked because, you know, 
the black people were like, you know, they don't fuck with Spanish people, you know, and I look Spanish. So they was like, I don't know if we fuck with you. And then on the other side, you know, the Spanish people were like, oh, you black. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the North, you one of three things, you white, black, or Spanish. Like they don't break down Cuban, Ecuadorian, Mexican. Like it's there, but it's not like like down here where people actually talk about it, like where people get super frustrated. You know what I mean? Um, where if you call somebody Puerto Rican and, and they're Dominican or they're Cuban down here, it's like, <gasps> no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you know? It's not like that up there. And, and really, people don't break it down. It's you Spanish, like, you know, um, from when I was growing up. Um, I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends. And, you know, I have, I, it doesn't bother me when they say it because that's just how we grew up. Like, we grew up in, in a time where, you know, that word was giving somebody praise. You know what I mean? Like, you my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Basically, like, yo, you my boy. I would rather somebody be like, yo, you my nigga, than 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 whatever the alternative is, because that I know where that's coming from. You know, um, to the point where you know it's even to the to the point where people say, you know, like that's my nigga, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we, like I know everyone has said that and or heard that in the past, right? Um, I can see where people get frustrated and upset. And if you live in the deep South, you live in Alabama, you live in, you know, wherever, um, it's, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Somewhat, I don't want to say it's segregated, but you know, they, they don't, they don't get along. Like when I moved here, when black people and Puerto Ricans or black people and Spanish people are not getting along, like I was like, what the fuck is this? Everybody's it's the same struggle. The same struggle against fucking Trump and, and his peoples. And and that's the way it is, you know. Um, the slight difference, I think, which I noticed down here, is I do have a friend that got arrested here. He's Puerto Rican. When he got arrested, everything went into the computer as white. So they see them as white. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that makes any difference or, or what have you. But, yeah. So, um. But back to your your point about her singing it on IG, like, you know, she's 35 years old. Um, She's Puerto Rican. I don't know where she's from out of states, but, you know, women get on IG and then they sing lyrics to shit all the time. And then they're directed at men. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll say some shit from Cardi B or make the style, you know, whatever. And. They could be, you know, sneak dissing a dude or whatever like that. So, I mean, I looked at it, it was just like she was like front and just give me heebie jeebies, like probably talking about some dude that she trying to flex on, some dude that, you know, <laughs> she caught smashing the model extra or whatever, you know. And it's just like, why would somebody with racist intent go out their way, knowing they're a minority in this country, by the way? Go out their way to sing a Fuji song in 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 mean malicious intent. Like how many races really know Fuji's lyrics and then we're are gonna use the Fuji's as ammunition? It's just like, come on, black Twitter, man. Like, cut the shit, you know? But it's just it's just like, you know, it's it's one of those things I think, you know, like y'all said, it's a little bit much to do about nothing. 
And um, I think overall, man, we as a people, we can't cry about everything and then not hold ourselves to the same standards. Like VP was saying, you know, people cry about people not voting and exercising their right due to what their ancestors did. But you also got to remember your ancestors were being called nigger as they were being lynched and, and all these other things. And for us to be so, um, you know, so so blatantly um, insensitive to that fact and just say, well, we're just going to claim the word and we can say it. You know, you, you still give that word life in the sense because we're saying it, we're running around saying it and we're keeping it alive by saying, well, we can say it, but y'all can't say it. It's just like, well, is it ever going to be a time where everybody's going to be able to say it or is it just going to be, you know, this is how it's going to be forever and ever. It's just like, why not just not say the word? Um, so I, I just I don't know, man. It, it just it's one of those things to me that uh, it, it just doesn't make sense, especially in this case. Yeah. And I think to your point, it's also, you know, when you say saying it around white people or whatever, it's you have to know your audience and you have to know where where you're who's around you. Right. So I see people that are, you know, from the hood or whatever, and, you know, they get around people that are corporate, you know, in the corporate world and they're dropping it or they're at work and they're dropping it like that's that's you know, that's just showing to me that's showing sheer ignorance, you know. Um, so if if you're going to use it, you know, and you use it around your homies or use it around your peoples, I get it. Even if you have like that white, because there's always the crazy white boy that grew up in the hood. Like, you know what I mean? Every hood has the crazy white boy, like Tommy from power type shit, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, and if, if around, if that's accepted in your circle, like, Hey, it is, it is what it is. That's your circle. But generally in most cases, you know, white boys that have been accepted to say that know that once they go outside of their circles or they're around, you know, 50 other black niggas that they can't or they shouldn't be like, you know, yo, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Run to the store and give me some juice, nigga, nigga, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because the other 50 motherfuckers is going to be like, this nigga just say nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... It's just the way it goes, man. But the, the thing is, is that um, the thing is, is that the people who are offended by things like this with Gina Rodriguez, they're not consistent. Right. right. Because EJ brought up a name. I bet those same people not giving Cardi B no smoke. And she says nigga in her music. They don't say shit to Fat Joe. He says it in his music. You see what I'm saying? So yep. why? Why is Gina Rodriguez getting all the flack? When a Cardi B who is one of, if not the biggest female rapper right now, why she not getting no smoke? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. and 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 what's what's even crazier about that when you talk about the the consistency? I remember when um Beyonce was getting flat when she said it in a song, and Cardi B says it, and it's nothing. Beyonce's fucking black. You know what I'm saying? And so if these people are going to make points like that, you know, where the word is just off limits, nobody can say it unless you're black or 
at all, you know, whatever their stance is going to be, then you got to be you got to be consistent across the board. You can't pick and choose, you know, when you're outraged. You know what I mean? And that's the problem with people who spend their time being professionally offended. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And th- there, there's no consistency. Yep. I, I can agree. agree 100%. I'm so fucking tired of this cancel culture shit that Black Twitter tries to fucking um, get everybody with. Like, it, it, yeah, it's like, it's, it's so frustrating, man. Like, you're canceling the wrong fucking people, man. And you're, you're exerting all this fucking energy. Exert that energy towards the, again, the motherfuckers that's out there killing each other. You know what I mean? You're wearing the free Tukey shirts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're still supporting this nigga, but you're mad at somebody for dropping an M bomb. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Little Ray Ray down the street, you know, th- these kids are getting shot in Chicago. There's babies getting shot in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And people not outraged about that. They're not putting their energy towards stopping that. They're they're more worried about, you know what, let me get on social media and, and try to cancel this person. The mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Get up and get a job and go make some money like whoever it is that you're trying to cancel. Yeah, and a lot of these people, unfortunately, and I like to say this often, um, and we can move on from here if we like, but, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but Carter G. Woodson said, you know, in the 30s, I believe, you know, like, and I'm paraphrasing, like, but college-educated people get their degrees and they never come back. And I don't, I don't mean just college-educated, but educated people get their degrees and, and, and they get up and they never come back to do anything. And a lot of these people that you see driving the narrative of cancel culture are the same people that go to the CBC in D.C., pay hundreds of dollars just to, you know, elbow it up with celebrities and go to the club, but really don't do shit for anybody that really needs it. And, you know, like you said, Steve, you know, these are the same people like from places like here that get their they get their selves ahead and then they leave and they know that their cousin that they see at, at the family reunion at the cookout ain't doing shit. And it's like, you know, when are we going to be accountable for ourselves, you know, as a people? And I think that's just a larger conversation that's tied into this. If you hate the word, nigga, complain like 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 VP said, don't don't dance the Cardi B then. Don't you know, don't encourage. Don't like it when rappers say it. You know, if, if you're really just going to be mad at the word, you know, cancel it altogether. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So, uh, VP, you you grew up in Miami, right? Where you know Haitians, Cubans, etc. Um, and you know to where me and V, where me and VP, where me and EJ were. <laughs> God, it was uh, it was different. So, like down there. Is it that different or, you know, separated or segregated that, you know, if a, if, if, if a Cuban was, if, a, you know, there's a bunch of black people standing around and they see a Cuban or hear a Cuban say it, that it would, um, you know, cause people to go crazy or cause outrage? When I, when I was growing up, I don't remember, um, like, Hispanic people saying it. So... You know, I, I can't I can't speak on it with with um, 
you know, with any kind of authority. Actually, that's not true. When I was when I got to high school, I started noticing it. But I didn't I didn't see people being outraged by it. And I and I think, you know, like I said earlier, I think a lot of people in black culture see Hispanic people as being like us, because like EJ said, you know, you have Afro uh, Afro Latinos, you know, and, you know, even though you might have people, um, you know, the Hispanic people who look Hispanic, not the ones who look black, um, you know, they're those folks are kind of looked at as, as being like like our version of red bones. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so that's why I don't think it's necessarily a problem with um, with uh, uh, with Spanish folks saying it. Right. Because a lot of those people who come from those Latin American uh, countries, be it uh, Dominican Republic, Cuba, uh, Puerto Rico, etc. A lot of them people came from the same places that our ancestors came from. They just got dropped off at a different stop on the boat. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, their their struggle has has been our struggle and our struggle has been their struggle, you know. And so I think that's why the majority of us, you know, probably don't get upset when we hear a Spanish person or, or a Latino person use the word, you know, whereas we fly off the handle with uh with white folks and i'm not saying that it's it's right or wrong but it's just it's what it is you know but um but at the end of the day with with this situation overall i think that people are hugely overreacting over this and, and blowing this thing way out of proportion indeed so check this out um i want to do this real quick this is kind of how it was said. Let's see if it plays right. Niggas give me heebie jeebies. Niggas give me heebie jeebies. <laughs> right? Um, it kind of cut off the, the laugh on that video, but there was uh I wish I had a better video of it. But yeah, it was just the laugh at the end that was just funky as fuck, man. Um, but we could beat that fucking dead horse. Um all night if we really wanted to. And end of the day, I think we all understand that it's it's really not that big a deal. Like, and see and Steve, you just fucked up, right? Because I'm talking about you're talking about beating a dead horse and when the podcast come out, like the animal rights people are gonna get on us. <laughs> you see it's like this is the shit this is the shit I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Uh, and sometimes like people can take a good thing too far. Right. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. cool. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a. I don't have a pet. I'm not really into pets. Right. But you, you know, oh shit. Um. Um. Uh, uh. A motherfucker. You know, takes their dog on a run and doesn't bring a bottle of water to to give the dog some water, and somebody's gonna go with fucking ape shit. You know, maybe somebody's walking the dog and he won't come, so he pull a leash and yank him. Somebody's gonna go crazy. You know, right. like Pete. Like it's like people are just looking for shit to be offended about. That's why I keep using the, the term professionally offended because it's, it's like they, they make a career out of this shit, you know? Yeah. Facts. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so have you guys heard uh kind of switching gears here a little bit? Uh EJ, you you sent us a topic earlier about which really fucking makes me crazy when I read it. Um <laughs> I'm not going where y'all think I'm going. <laughs> I know where y'all want me to go. Um, oh, oh shit! 
Um, so always the tampon company. Mm. They removed the woman symbol from their tampons to observe transgenders. Right? Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's let's put that into perspective. Let me repeat that so that you can hear what took place. Always the tampon company tampons we know what tampons are they go in women and women have removed the women logo in uh, out of respect and to observe transgenders men who dress like women who don't use tampons right Am am I am I all for thinking that our society is fucked up? What is going on in this world where people are offended by a logo on a fucking box? A box of tampons. It's not like all right, so it's not like, you know, the the little black kid at with H and M wearing the you know, cutest monkey in the jungle shirt. You know what I mean? Nope. It's nope. not like they it's not like they got fucking Big lick Bodie on fucking the fried chicken box or something, you know, shake and bake or something like that. You're removing a woman symbol from a product that was designed specifically for use by women. Am I off? So, yeah, I mean, they removed the the Venus. um, And even if you remember, they used to have. In the commercial, I'm your Venus, I'm your goddess, all of that. And they've been doing it for 30 plus years. Um, you know, Venus the 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 goddess uh you know there. Um and I had to look, man. I had to look it up. Can tran- trans men have menstrual cycles? Um I've seen things that they said they can. Um, I guess the the larger question, the larger thing is here. You know, this company has been doing something for thirty years, catering to women. Um, and I think what you're alluding to, Steve, is to the sense that having the symbol on there was not a direct and intentional disregard or slander or um, malice towards that community. It's just what they've been doing long before this was. Uh, common knowledge, common to the people, common to the society. Um, times have changed. Yes. Does that mean they should consider changing their original intent for what their product, uh, product representation is on that logo? No. I mean, it doesn't restrict you from buying the product. It doesn't restrict you from using the product if you need to in that in that regard and, and they didn't make this product and market it this way to deter you um i think vp is on to something about professional professional uh <laughs> protesters what is it professionally offended professionally offended <laughs> um i think i think uh while you know we try to be very inclusive at least me and vp try to be very inclusive on this podcast um, <laughs> I, I just kind of, I just kind of wonder, you know, 
at the same time, while you can argue for in inclusiveness and everything, you know, where do people of their identity, which um, if you were born a certain gender it, and you, you identify with that gender. So if I'm born male and I identify male, that's what they call cisgender male and cisgender female. Where do we have the lane to just be appreciated, appreciated in our uh, our identity? And, you know, it, it I don't know, man, because I don't know. Um, I can't I can't uh, say that I don't understand why they're offended because they could be very well offended. But that was not oh, the no. intent. I'm doing this with you. That was not You're the intent. No, I'm just saying that was not the intent of the packaging. That was not the intent of the Venus. And so it's just like, when do we as a society kind of just be like, yo, it, it wasn't slander towards you. This is how it's been. Not everything has to fit to your agenda. What about the women that like it that way? What about the women that have been using this product and like it that way? What about the women that want to have something for them as women? Just because you're not included, does that mean you have to have everything now catered to you? Because it wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was made to not include them. It wasn't like it was made derogatory towards them. It's not like you can't use the product. But because you don't feel included, why is everything now all about you? You know what I mean? I, I just don't I I think it's bigger than even I think it's bigger than the, the, the gender the gender and the identity. Everything is not about you. I think we're in a society and and you see it with with the millennials. I see it with um I see it with people, you know, not even that young. There's just a mindset that everybody thinks that everything is about them, that everything that they do has to worry and revolve around them. You often see people saying, well, this is just the way I am. You got to deal with it. No, actually, we don't. You know, there is a, a, a lot of <laughs> we have the right not to fucking not to have the same beliefs as you not to fucking listen. A fucking tampon. When you look up the what it is. It says it goes inside the vagina. <laughs> it goes in vaginas like these are these are transgenders are men. Men don't have vaginas well, until after surgery. Um, but here's the biggest part to it um, for me. How many transgenders, right? Just being sensitive in a, in a sense, right? Because I know you, you guys feel that I'm not sensitive. Um, <laughs> being, being sensitive. How many transgenders do you think were sitting around like, motherfucking always how dare they only put a fucking women sign on the goddamn tampons how many transgenders are out there buying tampons give me tell me that like that that's that's where where i don't understand why we're making as a society we're making a big deal out of shit that makes no fucking sense man and these companies it's just people that are looking for easy paydays and looking for ways to fucking be offended to get on the news and and shit like that it just makes no fucking sense man it makes no sense to me um i don't know i guess vp dropped because we couldn't hear him again um 
<laughs> but um yeah man i i like to be inclusive like you guys and you know i like to make sure that um you know i'm not being too out there um but i just i can't get on board with this one man i, I just can't i can't do it so i i definitely I definitely understand what you're saying, Steve. on on this On this particular issue um, regarding the um, the tampons, you know, I I feel like I kind of I kind of agree with both of you, right? Where it's not like always, you know, we're making their packages to make people feel some type of way. This company's been in business for decades, I'm assuming, and you know, trans transgender women or trans. I'm not, I'm not sure which is which, but whatever. Anyway, like transgender folks were not a part of who they thought they were making this product for X amount of years ago when this company started, right? So I don't think that they meant to offend anybody with their packaging. This is the way they've always done the package. So this is the way that they've continued to do the packaging, right? Mm-hmm. With that said, however, we live in a free society, right? And people have the right to vote with their dollars. So if transgender uh, 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 women who uh, have transitioned and menstruate don't like the fact that always puts the, the, the Venus symbol on the packaging, they can buy another brand. They can buy Tampax or, or you know, Walmart brand or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to buy always. And then maybe always when they're doing their their meetings, we'll say, man, we've noticed sales have gone down X percent. What do we think that's leading to? And they do a focus group or however the fuck companies figure this kind of shit out. And then they come back and say, it seems like transgender people don't like this fucking thing. Let's change the box, you know, and but to to kind of, you know, go at them like this. I think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit much, right? And I get that people want to have record. Uh, um, people want to be recognized for who they are in our society, and 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 we're more woke and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, the other thing that I would say, um, you know, since I am the VP of research, just to kind of give you an idea of where this came from, um, what's been happening recently is that people have been talking about the so-called. Um, I don't want to use the word so-called because it is an actual thing. The uh, the tam- the tampon tax. Way and to be sensitive. <laughs> and uh, essentially, uh, the tampon tax has kind of been trending because a lot of women have been saying that states that have a tampon a tampon tax needs to get rid of it because it's unfair to them. And just to let everyone know what the tampon what the uh, tampon tax is, uh, essentially, uh, most states tax all tangible personal property but makes exemptions for select quote-unquote necessities that are non-luxury items right so things that are considered necessities usually include groceries food stamp purchases medical purchases prescriptions prosthetics some over-the-counter drugs clothes and uh, agricultural supplies and so what happens is is that there's no value added tax added on to items that are considered these necessities but tampons are not taxed in that way they're taxed with that value added tax in certain states and so women have been saying 
they think that this is bullshit. You know, we get a period every month. So well, not we, um, but they <laughs> I knew it. I knew that's why you'd be acting funny. There's they're saying, hey, look, you know, they have a period every month and these items are necessities. And so they should be they should be exempt from this tax like other items that are considered necessities are. And so that's kind of been trending over the last week or so. And then I think the 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 transgender folks with the with the always thing kind of saw that popping and was like, yo, let me jump on this fucking boat, you know, and and get my issue on the table as well and get our shit trending on top of the tampon tax thing. So that's kind of where that thing came from. If 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 you're uh, listening to the cast and wondering what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, I still don't think that makes any. It it doesn't make it right. It still doesn't make it right. It's God. I just so you, don't. So you don't, think that the tampon should be taxed higher? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew what you talk about. I don't care if they tax tampons, man. <laughs> um, oh, you would because yeah. coming out of your uh, your household account there. <laughs> coming out of your household account there, buddy. Man, my taxes go other places that I don't agree with. So, <laughs> if I can keep, never mind. Oh, that would <laughs> just. Oh, we're just so soft, man. We're so soft as a fucking society. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I feel bad for for the future, man. I feel bad for our kids. They're they're in for a good one. Um. All right, <laughs> fuck it. Let's let's go ahead and move right along. We're gonna be toxic. We may as well go ahead and just keep going. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's see. You, let me see if I can find you guys. Go ahead and uh, yeah, EJ. I'm gonna let you introduce it because I don't. Uh, uh, so uh, I look for a video. I don't want to get in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the R&B singer, uh, formerly known as Tink, now known, oh, still known as Tink, right? No, I'm calling him Tink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what'd you call him? <laughs> calling him Tink. Uh, yeah, man. Um, this dude, uh, this dude, recently on Angela Yee podcast uh lip service was talking about something i keep, keep that name of the podcast in mind folks yeah angeli uh lip service um i i don't know the context of the conversation but i caught the the and i well i do realize that there was some element of it he was trying to say that basically a dude he was trying to debunk he was trying to use examples to debunk that, you know, something is not exactly what it seems. Hey, hey, EJ. Yeah. Can, can I just jump in real quick just to give you a little bit of the context? Yeah, why not? Fine. So one of, one of the women on the Lip Service podcast with uh, Angela Lee and, and some of the other ladies Angela was, yeah. was, was talking about um, like cheating and how, you know, men lie and things like that. And, you know, she was like, you know, men be lying all the time, you know, her dude or, or somebody she knows. I'm not sure if it was her guy or just a guy she knows was, was lying about some situation. And so Tank was like, 
well, just because he lied doesn't mean he's a liar. And the ladies ask him, like, what do you mean? If he if he's lying, he's a liar, you know. And um, so he so Tank says, well, you know, um, I did some work in my kitchen or, or something like that. That don't mean I'm a construction worker, you know. And then the ladies flip it on him. And Angela, and Angela uh, Yee says, well, if a guy sucks, if a guy sucked the dick, does that make him gay? And then the whole thing started. And so he goes and says, well, a dude can can suck one and then, you know, and then go and suck another one and be like, no, I don't like the taste. That don't mean he's gay. And what did your commander, what did your uh, commanding officer in the Marines always say? Uh, <laughs> so my, my old staff sergeant in the Marines used to tell me, you can build 100 bridges. Uh, yeah, you could you could build a hundred bridges, but if you suck one dick, you'll always be a cocksucker. <laughs> Basically, meaning didn't matter how much good you did, if you fuck up once, you're always known for the fuck up. <laughs> so I think he said <laughs> said specifically. <laughs> Uh, if the guy sucks one dick and is unsure if he likes it and sucks another dick, that don't make him gay. <laughs> Bruh, you don't know if you like dick after the first time that shit. <laughs> first of all, I don't think I need dick to hit my lips for me to know whether I like this shit or not. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't even know how you even get there. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's like, yo, I mean, it, it I don't I just want to know where he was going with that. Like, you know, I get I get everything that led up to it, but no, man, certain shit you just fall on the sword, certain shit you just be like, yo, like, like, come on, yo, like what kind of bait and switch shit is are y'all pulling? What kind of shit are y'all doing, man? Exactly. I mean, then he follows up by saying people are homophobic about his comments. Well, all these dudes are starting to trip and fall out the closet because didn't Malik Yoba say some shit about <laughs> it's not gay because he like transsexual women? So with with the with the homophobic joint, um, from my understanding of that, like people were hitting him up like on his social media, saying mm-hmm. like a bunch of um like homophobic shit to him, and I, and I'm thinking that's where the homophobic comment came from. Okay. I don't know if he was talking about Angela Yee and 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 her girls. Oh no, no, no! I wasn't saying that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, as far, as far as where he was going, um, you know, like I kind of said in our um in our pre-production meeting, um, you know, I I think I think what happened here is that he's basically trying to, you know, ride, ride for, for the dudes, right. For the fellas where the chicks like, Oh, men be lying oh, you're not riding for me, dog. You guys, <laughs> let me tell you that, you know, so, so, the, so the girl is like, Oh, men be lying. You know, he's like, well, just cause he lied once he's not a liar. You know, if I, if I did construction, if I, you know, you know, did some work in my kitchen and don't make me a, a, a construction guy. And then, the, and then the lady flips it on him and brings up the dick sucking thing. And instead of doing like EJ said and just be like, man, y'all tripping or some shit like that, he tries to keep going with it to 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 make his point, you know. But that I I think 
you probably got to just be like, all right, touche, you know, and keep it moving, you know, <laughs> or, 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 or claim or claim harassment or something like <laughs> you got out of context. I don't feel comfortable anymore. I'm <laughs> this interview because, you know, it's like you doubling down when you talking about talking about. You could try one and then don't like the taste. Like my my like, what do you mean the taste? Like, what do you mean? Like, what? yeah, we know talking about chicken. Great news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Let's dig into it, right? Okay, <laughs> that suck, he did. He sucked the dick once, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let you know me try saying? it again. Let me try it mm -hmm. again. And then he says, you know what? It's not for me. Don't like the taste. You see what I'm saying? Don't so like the taste. We're not talking about chicken. We talking about dick in his jaw. How you made a bar out of chicken and dick? Because she's an artist at heart. Natural. But it doesn't mean he's gay. It means he sucked dick twice. Okay. So just for the sake of your argument, that's okay. I don't need to be that right, fam. I just don't need to be that right. I just don't need to be that right. Like if he sucked dick once and he had sucked dick twice, I I think I'm leaning towards the fact that he might be gay. I just, you know, or 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 or, or by curious or whatever you want to call it. He didn't have to be that right, fam. Like you just let that go. Like just hey, you 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 right, EJ. And you know that's happened to me in my personal life. You know, like I I used to always say, oh, I don't think men and women can be friends, right? And then my wife was like, well, what about your homegirl? This uh, girl I know from the uh, my time in the Marines. She's like one of my best friends, you know? And she's like, so what about y'all? Should I be worried, you know? And I was like, well, nah, you see, you know? And then I had to just let that shit go. Because yeah. <laughs> you just got to let it go. You, yeah, you know, I, had to, I had to let it go. The moral of the story here is you ain't always got to be right. Yeah. Yeah, no. like that, like that old country song goes. You you got to know when to fold them, you uh, know. When no. No. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's dick number two is what makes you gay. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> First of all, even if you're thinking about sucking dick, if it ain't for like a million dollars, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it better be an indecent proposal, dog. Like, <laughs> you gonna pay my house off, my car, put my kid through school. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, like, for real, like, it gotta be something like that. Like, there ain't no way I'm gonna just be like, you know what? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I ain't gay, but I wonder what it's like to suck a dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know man. no offense to no, I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm not sure after that first one. <laughs> Let me try another. <laughs> no, it's not chips, dog. Like, I didn't just hand you the fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Oh my god, dick number two makes you gay, dog. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah. And I mean, it's not offensive because you know, people that are gay know that they are gay, and that's what oh, there's nothing wrong with being gay. That's not that motherfucker. What he's talking about, nah, you just know, yeah, you just listen, had man. falling a sword on that one, man. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Oh, this oh he fell on the sword, mouth first, <laughs> fucking <laughs> twice. I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being gay. And if you, the type of person that believes that you know you gay from you know when you're born anyway, then you know before you even get to dick number one because he was born that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just oh. depends on your beliefs. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tank is wilding, though, man. <laughs> no, you know, no offense, though, because we, we appreciate everybody. He's definitely wilding on that one, bro. Yeah. Definitely wilding on that one, man. Yeah. Sheesh, man. Some crazy life choices. What a soundbite, yo. Yeah, man. What a yeah. fucking time soundbite, man. I tell Maybe. you. Yeah, maybe. Nah, you know what? I'm not even going to try and dissect it. It's <laughs> not making sense out of that. None whatsoever. NBA season started last night. Let's uh, let's transition to that. Um, <laughs> you should have the fucking uh, Kawhi Leonard laugh. <laughs> 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 Did you see you seen the Terminator commercial, though? That they yes. did? Yeah. That was well done. That was well yeah. done. Yeah, the acting was terrible, obviously. Oh, my God, it was terrible, yo. They're basketball players, but, I mean, they, I liked when she came on. When she came, <laughs> when Sarah Connor came on, she was like, you got that fucking, what'd she say? You got that damn alien laugh or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. Yo, yo, Paul George is in there like, he's like, Oh, I'm seeing twins. <laughs> <laughs> like Q, Paul, talk now. Like, yo, that shit was horrible, yo. Yeah. But the insertion of the laugh, though. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> shit was hilarious, yo. I could not, I could not, <laughs> I could not maintain myself on that one, yo. Yeah. That was funny, yo. Kawhi's laugh. They did a good job marketing that one. <laughs> yeah. That was- but uh yeah man uh Lakers lost I went to sleep <clears throat> somebody tell me about it. Lakers were up actually um for the bulk of the game and you know the Clippers the Clippers got some fucking firepower man yeah I started to actually look at the team you know because all they talk about is Paul George Kawhi Paul George Kawhi Paul George Kawhi and you forget about the pieces that they had before those two motherfuckers got there. And they didn't give nothing up to get these guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they they had Lou Williams, right? So Lou Williams is still over there. You know, six-man God. The dude is like, he's a 30-point 30, 30 guy on any given night. He can go for 50 on, on him, right? Um, Montrez Harrell, who <clears throat> balled the fuck out last year at the center spot or power forward spot, however they played them. And um, fucking, they, they even had, a, what's his face, a Patrick Beverly that comes off of the bench. So you got your defense, you got depth at guard, you got, you know, the, your two superstars, you got a big man that can, that can eat. And, you know, they're just, they're a solid team, man. And I think the, La- the Lakers, they kind of lacked depth. You know, solid depth. Obviously, I mean, you know what made me realize that they lack depth when I seen Jared Dudley playing for them. Yeah, 
And and that that begs that still begs the question: like, if LeBron, if Melo's your guy, how do you get Jared Dudley versus Melo? <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, and I think that comes down to knowing that you know he's he's toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's clearly a toxic individual. If you know he, you know in Denver he looked great. He was a great player. He was still young and everything. But you know when he left, George Carl came out and said some true shit. You know and gave us the reels behind what was going on. Kind of like the Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh thing, right? Maybe George Carl was just covering up the toxicity behind Carmelo Anthony for all those years. Feel he like went. Over- no, well, George Carl was always heralded as a dick too, but yeah. 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 And then he goes to New York and we see, you know, he can't coexist with Amari Stoudemire. He's, you know, later in the career, you know, and this is just fast forwarding to not talk too long and make it too, too uh, drawn out. He ends up sitting out due to injury, but then plays in the All-Star game. And then after the All-Star game comes back and sits out for the in- for injury again. Right then, he gets traded to Detroit, and he doesn't even show up, as if he's too good. Like that's worse than I think. That's worse than Iverson saying he's not coming off the bench. What do you guys think? You talking about Melo? Like Melo just not showing. Like you got traded to a team, you just not showing up. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't like it. Only be, you know, only because these guys you know, preach about, oh, it's all about the team, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the team is saying, you know, this is what we need you to do for us to be competitive. And you're saying, yeah, I'm not doing that, which means right. that you're essentially saying, I don't want us to be competitive, you know? And, you know, if, if, if it's all about doing everything you can do to win a championship, and if you coming off the bench is what it takes, then, you know, you got to do that. You got to you got to be able to sacrifice some for the better of your team. Right. You look at a guy like uh, uh, Iguodala. Right. Kerr tells him you got to come off the bench. I'm pretty sure he's like, what the fuck? Like I was the man in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was the guy. And now you mm-hmm. want me to be the sick man? Yeah. You know, now you want me to now you want me to come off the bench, you know? And he did that, and that team got better because now they have somebody who's the guy leading that second unit, you know, when, when the starters are, are getting rest. And you don't got to worry about, oh, we're, we're resting our starters, so now that means that 15-point lead we got is going to be cut to three because you got a guy out there who can actually carry the team while those main guys are getting rest. You got Playing against other backups. Yeah. You got a guy out there who, when you get in that late third quarter, fourth quarter, and the guys, you know, your 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 Clay Thompson or or your Draymond is in foul trouble, you can insert him and there not be a drop in the action, you know. So I, I think Melo was wrong for that. In regards to the Clippers, uh, um, what Steve was saying, the Clippers, I think, if if they can continue to play well and gel and all that stuff like that. I think they're going to be a very dangerous squad. And the reason why I say that is, is that you look at a team like Miami when they brought together Wade, Bosch and LeBron, right? And they put those guys together with a couple of decent players and some has-beens. 
and no, because of those guys, has, greatness, has been or has been <laughs> <laughs> because because of the greatness of those guys, they're able to make other players great. The Clippers, like Steve just said, already had good pieces. These guys aren't, you know, has-beens chasing a ring, you know. And now you bring in the greatness of a Kawhi and a Paul George, which is going to elevate those dudes' game. And, you know, barring injury, that Clippers team can be extremely dangerous. Yeah, I uh, echo all your, your sentiments. Um yeah, in regarding Melo, man, I you know my thing with him was it was like you became this one-dimensional player, where at some point physically you stop playing above the rim, you started becoming a shooter, and you you missed a lot. You became a volume shooter, and he would have nights with the Knicks four for twenty-four, five twenty-seven, something crazy like that, and it's like. They even started coining this phrase for him because prior to this, I don't remember hearing anybody being called this a pure scorer. Like, he's a pure scorer. Like, no, man. I mean, when you're taking 40 shots a game and you're missing a lot of them, it's just ridiculous. And um, to not want to come off the bench at one point, you know, you're, you're ultimately tarnishing your legacy because you're not playing right now and you still probably could still play. And then contend for a championship, um, but yeah, I, I it is what it is. Um, it's funny how Eagles fans right now are pulling out the 76ers and it's only week eight. You know, dude, y'all lost to the Cowboys. You know, one game. Um, it's not like you're a Jets fan or anything, or dare I say it, a Dolphins fan. Man, let's switch gears, man. You, you shouldn't. Man. You shouldn't say it. Yeah. Monday we're night. Not, we're not as bad as the Jets. Shit. That's to be determined. Um, Monday I'll, night. I'll, I'll say it again, EJ. We're losing on purpose. What's you guys' excuse? I'll tell you. Monday <laughs> night. We, well, I'll tell you. The Jets franchise, and I want to go on this tirade. Jets, Jets franchise has suffered for the last 10 years, maybe more, for having shitty gen, uh, general management. I remember when people were giving Mike Tannenbaum uh the blues when this guy actually brought us to two afc championships um and then from there we had Inzik, who was you know had it build his rep in seattle was getting us cap space was trying to do some things we didn't give him time and then we go to this guy mike mccagney who just drafted horribly majority of his draft picks are busts and out of the league um and then I'm I'm looking at this situation where we got Adam Gaze, where we could have had Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning coach, um, and because McCarthy and because McCagnan did not want a McCarthy like guy who acts sort of like a GM in certain instances, we're stuck with Gaze, who sucks as a coach, sucked as a coach before, shows that he has really no offensive genius whatsoever. Um, we made an infamous trade with the Colts to move up to get Sam Darnold, who I've said and said time and time again, and I hope I'm wrong. I was not a big fan of his. The Colts get Nelson, who's an all-pro guard, which the last time we drafted offensive linemen, it was in 2006 when we got Mangle and DeBrickishaw Ferguson, um, who are going to be two Hall of Famers. Uh, and the Colts are balling right now. You know, we had Teddy Bridgewater. Colts are balling right now. 
you know it, it's just like i just don't get it man. and you know you see sam darnold mic'd up talking about he's seeing ghosts and it's crazy because i'm i'm debating with other jets fans they're defending this dude's play four interceptions one fumble sack fumble uh and they're defending this play you know and then you look at what, all of the shit that lamar jackson gets and that he got and all of the yardage and all of the things that he's doing teddy bridgewater same thing it's just like i i just it, it makes me sick as a jazz fan i'm sick that's all i got <laughs> oh i can't say much about the jets because the cowboys lost to him but the Jets are fucking ass, man. Feel free, man. Feel free. God, I don't understand how one week you can come out and show your ass. And you know what? You, here's the biggest problem with the Jets, right? Le'Veon Bell had, what, four uh, pass attempts Monday night? Pass catch? Pass catch? No, no, attempts. No. Not, not catches, attempts. If, if he went like four for 16, you know, and it was defended well, you can't do shit about that. But you brought this guy in who... You said Le'Veon Bell? Yes. Or Sam Darnold? Le'Veon Bell, you're running back? Oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> the guy that they should be throwing the ball to at least 15 times a game, easily out of the backfield? I think, I, I think you said pass attempts, so you're making us think that he was trying to throw. Do you mean targets? Yeah, targets. Oh, okay. Right. You, <laughs> that, that's what's that's what's confusing EJ. <laughs> I was like, huh? I, I watched this. And I don't remember throwing a ball. I was like, yeah, <laughs> damn. It was a flea flicker to Floyd. <laughs> pass attempts. So. <laughs> All right. Let me let me let me confirm to be sure exactly how many targets targets he had because you guys don't you know can't fucking think outside the box. Um, dissect normal English. Trying to be professionally offended. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Le'Veon Bell had. I don't think he had any uh, targets. No, he did. He had uh, one for four for six yards. So four targets. He caught one for six fucking yards, right? He had 15 carries for 70 yards. And you guys, you know, you didn't go back to the well on him. Even when you guys ended up beating the Cowboys the week before, I think he only had one target that game, right? So that's part of the problem. You got Adam Gase, who's the quarterback whisperer, who when he was in allegedly. Uh, allegedly, when he was in Chicago, he made sure that Tyreek Hill was getting the ball. I'm Tyreek Hill. Tariq Cohen was getting the ball out of the backfield. He made sure fucking Matt Forte was eating his ass off. Uh, no homo. And then he went to um, Miami. And Kenyon Drake was eaten out of the backfield. Now you get a running back who is known for his pass-catching ability, his ability to, to blow past the coverage and make these plays and these catches, and he had 
five attempts in two games. Granted, you guys won, but against the Cowboys, he had one target for three yards, and he had 14 carries for 50 yards and a touch. So, you know what I mean? And then you guys play against uh, the Patriots, and he gets four targets, one for six yards. It's There's your problem. There's your problem. You're trying to you're trying to make this quarterback Sam Darnold, you know, the guy that's going to win all your games. When you brought in, how much did you guys pay this motherfucker for you not to be using him? Coach got to go, man. It's it's the play call. I I 100% agree, Steve. It's like Gase is trying to reinvent the wheel. You literally have a guy on your team that sat out a whole season because of how much he was being utilized and and then being underpaid based on the value and 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 uh and what the team was using him for and then he gets on the jets and they're not using him they're not using him uh uh or they're not using all of the things he brings to the game you know because this guy is a great passing receiver or or um uh, catching receiver he has great i mean not receiver running back he has great hands for a running back. He's a great runner um, in his own right, you know, and they're they're not using him the way that he should be used. And I get it that, you know, Darnold got hurt. Right. But at the same time, your game, your game plan should be we got to feed fucking Le'Veon. Right. Regardless if it's if it's Sam Darnold or the backup guy. Right. And by feeding Le'Veon, it's going to open up the other shit. It's going to open up the play action, the screen game. I just. (laughs) Yo, if you don't get your fucking mic fixed. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, I just think, though. um, Yeah, man, as much as I bash uh, Sam Darnold. Um, primarily for this game because I think he just looked weak the entire game, um, throwing bullshit interceptions, just not even trying to make smart football plays. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how it is that the Cowboys ran the exact same defense the Patriots did and everything went to shit. And, you know, you guys are right. It is the coaching. It's preparedness. It's the culture. It's 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 the motivation. It's the lack thereof. And I tell you what, I think we also made another grave mistake in getting Douglas from Philly. Think about it this way. And I've always said this: if a GM is that good, why would a team let him go? If a GM is that good, because there was a point in time in Philly. I, I, I don't know, and I mean, I wish Senor E was here to confirm or deny, but I don't know that Douglas had so much to do with this Super Bowl team. A lot of those guys, I believe, were already there, um, mm-hmm. and he inherited them. He might have made some improvements here and there, but we now poached this guy from Philly with only really two seasons, maybe one full season as a GM. I can't remember. Um, and now we're banking on him to to turn this ship around, and at Owen at one and whatever we are Owen five Owen six, um, you gotta be firing Gase, and I don't even understand why he allowed Gase to stay. That wasn't your guy, you know what I mean? Fire Gase now, 
allow, allow Greg Williams to take over the team, you know, get another offensive guy in there or see what this offensive guy really got without the influence of Gay. So get another offensive guy. But I don't know that we even doing the right thing here right now with Douglas because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. McCarthy made it clear he wants to coach the New York Jets. He's still out there. He's not working. What I would do right now as a GM who's not afraid of his ego, I would fire Gase, make plans to hire McCarthy, because this team has lacked for years and years a head coach with Super Bowl winning experience that's not far past his prime. You need somebody who's going to go in there who's not afraid of Bill Belichick and is going to play. That's why the Harbaugh's won. That's why the the Tomlins have won. That's why, you know, uh, um, you you got, I'm not going to say Peterson, but Coughlin has won because they did not give a shit about what uh, Bill Belichick was drawing up. They stuck to their game plan. They didn't lose at the coin toss. You know, and yet again, we have another coach who was owned in Miami by him, uh, owned now. It, it's just like, and it goes back to what VP says. These rich people that you, that most people assume are smart are fucking dumb. And I'm just sick of it. And Jets and Mets and Knicks fans are never really going to ever get anywhere until we start demanding more from our team. And that's the bottom line, man. It's just, it's fucking sickening. Because we have the talent. You know, I'm still not sold on Darnold because even when we're winning games, even when we won games, he throws errant-ass interceptions for no reason. But then again, he's he hasn't had any coaches that have really been able to really mold him. So, okay, I'm not sold on him, but fine. Um, you know, I'm just tired, man. It's fucking stupid. That was a horrible shit show game. Horrible. Fucking yeah. Horrible. Yep. You guys, uh, yeah, VP um, has said it, and I agree 100%, man. Rich, These rich people think they're the smartest person in the room, period. And that's what that's what you're running into. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. Jerry Jones included. Bastard. Can't take it, man. Can't take it. Yeah. yeah. Can't take it. So it is what it is, man. That's where that's where we are. Um, who's the Thursday night game? Uh, Minnesota and um, is it the Giants? Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping me out there. Don't worry, I'll do the research. VP of research. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, okay. Who is it? Vikings at Redskins. Vikings at Redskins. Redskins. Okay. Um, Adam Thielen is out. They've already pronounced him out. Um, this is gonna be a, it'll be a, yeah, of course, it'll be a revenge game for um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Adrian Peterson. Doug, I was listening to radio today. It said Adrian Peterson has a high ankle sprain and a low ankle sprain. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> ankle. Yeah, like um, but yeah. So, who you guys got? Vikings. Vikings. Actually, let me let me check let me check the spread because we don't we don't make picks around here just by because we know the Vikings gonna win. But let's look at these spreads. <laughs> Y'all not gonna be. No, oh, I just got the Vikings. We're doing NFL. We're doing Sunday work on a Wednesday here. 
it's a it's a prediction for Thursday. I mean, you can predict Thursday's game on Sunday if you want, but it'll be over. <laughs> hey, that's that's not as bad as you saying Le'Veon pass attempts. <laughs> and the motherfucker was looking at me like I was wild, like pass attempts, you know, perception, dog. <laughs> Like you know, <laughs> perceptions. Not my fault. You don't speak English. Steve, like attempts and targets are interchangeable. <laughs> like, come on, dog. everybody know that. It's the exact same thing, though. <laughs> so, all right. So, Minnesota is giving Washington fifteen points tomorrow without Adam yeah. Thielen. Um, it's in Minnesota. And it's Kirk Cousins at the helm. So I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna say they don't get the 15. Nah. They get the work, not the 15. I agree. Because this skins team has been playing with some heart, with some heart. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they're gonna be extra motivated to to get at Kirk. You know, and um, I don't see. I don't see them. I don't see that 15 rocking. I don't see that 15 rocking. 15 points, man. If I think it was if it was 13 and a half or 14, I think they cover. I think they cover two touchdowns. VP, what, what do you think? I don't think I don't think they get uh, beat them by 15, but I think they still win the game. But I also wonder if the spread adjusts due to uh, the Thielen injury. Like, do do they have a deadline for when they change the spread? Or is like uh, what we see today what it is? Well, so I know the the Sunday games close. I want to say Saturday night. I think they close tonight. Yeah, okay. so that so that one should. I mean, I think fifteen is where it's going to come in at tomorrow. Yeah, I, um, I don't. I don't see them doing fifteen. They they win, but not not doing fifteen. Okay. Um, man, fifteen points. I know it's at home. I'm gonna take Minnesota, man. I think Minnesota's gonna. I, I think, ah, oh, man. Fuck, no Thielen is gonna make it rough. The thing is, I don't have any. Um, I have no faith in Josh Norman. I think Stefan Diggs is gonna fucking torture, without a doubt. I also have no faith in Washington's run defense, and Dalvin Cook, I think, can potentially run for 120 yards tomorrow easily. I think he can. He can go. 200 from scrimmage, you know, with uh, pass attempts uh, and and um, rushing yards together combined. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is gonna come back and basically be like, "Well, should have signed me instead of franchising me." And what do you get? Eight, 84 million guaranteed or some shit? All guaranteed? Yep. 84 fully guaranteed. Yeah, so Kirk, I think he, like that meme, I, like that meme I put in the chat a few weeks ago. It said, uh, "Kirk Cousins is basically Andy Dalton with a be- with a better agent." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely he's he's got something to prove, man. He definitely has something to prove. Andy Dalton with a better agent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. That's nasty. That is nasty. That's <laughs> rough, man. Um, all right, so 
I think that brings us to the end of another evening of beautiful potting. And uh, with that, as we come to a close, I don't know that we can hear VP. Huh? No. <laughs> you, you did a little uh, Chainese Kung Fu joint. And I didn't know. <laughs> we can eat you. Got him with the Ogie Dope. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, so, all right. VP, give us uh, your words of oh, wisdom. Before you do that, though. No, don't do it. Don't give us your words of wisdom. <laughs> you gotta shout out. You gotta shout out the. Uh, oh, gotta, that's what I meant to do, man. You gotta shout out our guy that you know. Don't. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I meant to do it at the beginning, so I uh, I apologize that I let it come to the end. But as you can see, the Castworthy Podcast has. <laughs> if a, he's really our guy, he's gonna listen to the end anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, not, but not but not everyone's gonna listen to the end. He'll listen to the end. I know we're, but, we're, you know, we're, we're once they once they hear the way y'all talk about niggas sucking dick. <laughs> yo, trans- hey, yo, just lost him. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Hey, uh, hey, TJ, I, I know you listen to the end. You, you can at me on IG. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So. We uh, we got a new look, as you can see. Um, we got a new logo. We got a new intro video. We got our little background art. Um, all thanks to um, my homie DJ Obi. That is on cast. Uh, I'm sorry, on Instagram at DJ underscore Obi Obi. Um, he's a local DJ here in Orlando. Um, and he's very supportive of the pod, so we're very supportive of him as well. Um, does great work. Uh, book him for uh, weddings, for family events, uh, sweet sixteens, quinceañeras. Uh, for uh, clearly for uh, what do you call it? Graphics. Graphic. Yeah, yeah. Graphics. I mean, you can get in contact with us and DM us directly and we can put you in contact with them um get you quotes whatever it is that it looks like and we can get you some logo help if you need it for a business that you'll be starting or something that you've already started and you just you know need some logo assistance but um yeah yeah big up uh big up uh, dj ob we appreciate you um and thank you very much for the uh for the support um hitting us up on uh, the Instagram and, you know, sharing and promoting and, you know, all out of the uh, goodness of your heart. So we definitely appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it takes a real one because there's not many out there. Um, 100 on that. So now, without further ado, because I'm looking forward to see with this new look, I know the VP of research done, you know, fluffed up his <laughs> his ending you know don't try to act like your mic is muted neither <laughs> oh man hey all right everybody listen you know like we always tell you life is about choices we glad you made that choice to rock with us on the casworthy podcast we appreciate each and every one of you for listening Again, like Steve said, shout out DJ Obi for hooking us up with the new logo. 
definitely if you're in the local area, give them a shout, book them for your weddings, quinceañeras, you know, your, your bar mitzvahs, whatever your music needs are. We definitely appreciate you uh, uh, using your talents for us. Um, again, folks, you can find us on any of our social media at Castworthy on Instagram at Castworthy underscore podcast. And we definitely appreciate you rocking with us. Don't forget to like, follow, comment and share on uh, social media. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace out. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.